0: boston college does it again shocking wake forest in the second round of the acc tournament we're going to talk about how big of a win this is for earl grant in this program and then we're going to talk a little bit about how earl grant has already done more in one year than jeff halfley has done in two all of this and more on today's locked on boston college you are locked on boston college your daily podcast on the boston college eagles part of the locked on podcast network your team every day This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am your host and editor of bcbulletin.com. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's been a while since Boston College has had a big moment. And that's exactly what they had on Wednesday. Now they faced off with the number five seed Wake Forest Demon Deacons, a team that was twenty five and eight, and was the uh, is is basically going to be an NCAA team if they win this game. You look at the past earlier this year, Wake Forest beats BC by thirty points. They BC shot twenty five percent, Wake shot out of the out of the gym, and then you have the betting lines. A bet online had it as a ten point spread. And it looks like this game on Wednesday is just, you know, as I said on yesterday's show, just gravy, basically, right? You know, you just hope to beat Pitt and then just move on from there. Well, if you bet against BC, you were sorely disappointed on Wednesday as Boston College played incredibly well on both ends of the floor to stun Wake Forest. This was such a monumental win for BC. Like, the Pitt win was nice. This win was huge because you just beat a team that was... Top thirty-five and Kem Palm ratings. You know this team was very, very good, and Boston College shut them down, pure and simple. They they exerted their will on offense and defense against a Wake Forest team that featured the Coach of the Year, the Offensive Player of the Year, and Alondis Williams. And this was, and it was, it was a close game, but it showcased a lot of what Boston College is capable of, and that is you you saw good shooting. Jaden Zachary, I, I, you know, I've been complaining all year long. Boston College needs needed a three-point shooter. Brevin Galloway has not been that answer yet. But Jaden Ga- Jaden Zachary has been shooting over 50% over the last eight or nine games from three-point range. You have him shooting well. You have Makai Ashton-Lankford who has completely found himself in this ACC tournament. Uh, You know, he had 11 points, but, you know, it wasn't just his ball handling. It was his defense. It was his ability to distribute the ball. And his brother, Damar, who, again, you know, is just taking those steps forward. You know, he started this year off. He looked hesitant. You didn't look like the guy that was going to be taking this team to the next level, and he is. As this year has gone on, he's grown and grown. And during this ACC tournament, he's taken even more steps. You're seeing him show more confidence and more, um, you know, assertiveness out there on the offensive and defensive side of the floor. And so it was. It was impressive. BC jumped out to a really quick early lead in this game. Wake Forest battled back. It was a battle of runs from here on out. It's because BC jumped out to an even bigger lead, Wake Forest closed the gap uh, by halftime, and then the second half it looked like what you were expecting to happen. Wake Forest jumps out, and their offense is out of, out of this world. They're shooting about seventy percent at one point, and it looks like they're just about to put BC away. They're up by ten. You know, if you're listening on the on the TV, Jay Billis is talking about how time's running out for Boston College. Blah 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 then they go on a run a 14 to 1 run capped by a three-pointer by Brevin Galloway to tie it up and that was that was it like it was one of those moments like you were watching and going holy crap this team has it they have it that factor that gr- resilience the the never give up attitude and it was so clear Because Wake Forest looked like they were about to run away with this game. but BC, to all their credit, said, no way. This isn't happening today. And they played their butt off on defense, and they played their butt off on offense. And was it perfect? No. Because this team is not perfect. They made mistakes. They had a chance to win the game at the end of the game, but they just couldn't get the ball in, and they had a couple bad possessions before that. But they took care of business. They hit shots when they needed to hit shots. They got to the free throw line. They outshot Wake Forest at the free throw line. Wake Forest uh, shot themselves in the foot with some really poor free throw sh- free throwing. They were about shooting about fifty percent at one point. BC just th- that that was it. And then they get to overtime. They score the first six points, and and they just like they did against Pitt. You just saw the air deflate out of out of Wake. You had Alondis William cramping up. It seemed like every other uh, every other moment. And then you had BC just hit some big shots, and it was Jaden Zachary again with the big one. And so it this was a big win, and we'll talk a little bit in a moment about it. But I want to say that one of the biggest moments in this game was when James Karnick went up for a layup and got hammered, and no one called anything. And this was around when Wake was starting to take their run, and Earl Grant went nuclear. And I haven't seen Earl Grant go really nuts on the refs, In a long time, and he just lost his mind and got teed up for it, and it was the right call because it was a you know this was a play that was really as they said on the on the telecast like this was a play by Karnik that if he hits that it was like a six point swing. And they didn't call anything, so Grant gets teed up, and that kind of shifted the momentum a little bit. You saw the team like not give up. You saw them kind of get a spark, and then that kind of neutralized Wake's big run. So I thought that was great. Now Seth Davis um, of um, who's a you know sports writer was not happy about that. And you know what? I'm not the biggest fans of histrionics at refs, but like also the the refing in this game was awful. It was it was terrible, and I'm not just saying it from BC's standpoint. It was ter- terrible, on both parts. The refs were just inconsistent with their calls. They were missing stuff. Um, they were calling ticky tack things, and um, at, you know, Earl Grant and Steve Forbes had every right to get angry. And, and it's not the coach's fault they're getting angry. It's hard to coach a team when the when the refs are so all over the place with their refing. So Earl Grant did what he had to do, and I, I, you know, Seth Davis took shots at him. And I, I I thought that was lousy because how many other coaches, Coach K, Roy Williams, all the big name coaches, they all yell at, at the refs. Mike Bray, you see him doing it all the time. Jim Beheim Earl Grant's really the one Seth Davis wants to make a big deal out of. And I know it's because he's saying it from all coaches, but like, why don't you call out Coach K for the 15 times that he does that? Um, I just thought that was nonsense. But um, this is a big win and now Boston College gets Miami today at another 2:30 start for all of us that have day jobs it sucks <laughs> i'm tired of these ACC games being in the middle of the day put it at night let us get at least one night game out of this because all these day games it's like i'm like running home to watch parts of it i can't get the whole thing going and, you know i'm listening to it on the radio trying to you know 2:30 is tough when you have a job that you can't get out of so um but I like this. I mean, you know, if BC had to go against Syracuse, even you know, though they're, they're going to be missing Buddy Beheim, Syracuse or Duke, this would be a lot tougher, you know, especially after two straight games. I don't know. I, Miami is only ranked a little higher than than uh, Wake Forest, and if you look at Ken Palm rankings, they're actually ranked below them. So with all the momentum Boston College has, I wouldn't rule them out in this game one bit. I know BC lost to them just last week or two weeks ago, but BC just beat a team that they lost to by 30 a couple months ago. So who the heck knows? It's any given day, Earl Grant, I loved his quote he had after the game. We have a lot of endurance, Grant said. We talked about, hey, look, if you're going to climb up to the top of the hill at some point, a giant's going to get in your way and you have to try and slay him. We knew it was going to be hard, but we executed and played together. So, you're talking about a coach that's got this team motivated. They look like they have a ton of heart out there. Miami, watch out. I'm not saying that BC's going to win this game, but it's going to be fun. And congratulations to BC men's hockey, I mean men's basketball, for another big monumental win. In a moment, I want to talk to you about why Earl Grant has already done more in one season than Jeff Halfley has done in two. And this isn't hate, but I'll tell you in a little bit why. I think Grant's already surpassed Halfley on campus. And man, do I love March Madness. And I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went down deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Hero's NCAA game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the pl- gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're playing against. In addition to pick 'em games, they have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with sets of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. So sign up right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% match. stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, with, we're talking about breakdowns, so thanks again for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Break it, Bra- Bracket Breakdown March 14th. That's a tongue twister right there. Right here in the Locked On Boston College podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. So check out the Bracket Breakdown on March 14th. Say that five times fast. Bracket Breakdown. All right, so BC wins. They beat Wake Forest. They get their huge ACC tournament win. And again, as I said in the first segment, this was against a hungry Wake Forest team that desperately needed to win this game. They desperately, they're a bubble team, and they they needed just to get to that next round to, to, to earn that title uh, of, of being a NCAA tournament team, and they didn't get that. Because Boston College was in their way, and Boston College, as Earl Grant said, slayed the Giant. So it made me think, and I'm just thinking hypothetically here, and I have lots of time to talk about this kind of stuff. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, and I'll I'll jump out and say that right now. But I was comparing Boston College's two main men's programs in their first year, and I'm talking about Jeff Hafley and Earl Grant. Now— Heading into their starts, Earl Grant and Jeff Halfley had two drastically different programs to take over. As much as people hated Steve Adazio, and I get that, Boston College you know, was not in bad shape in terms of football. You had a program that had some talent. You had that big killer offensive line with David Bailey coming back and some decent chips on defense. You had Zay Flowers. You had You had some good stuff there. I mean, Anthony Brown at that point was there. But then you moved it. He, then Jeff Halfley did some things to fix that. But whatever. So the the, the football team, they were 6-6. Six and six. They were solid. Jeff Halfley takes them over, right? Then you look at what Earl Grant took over. And we've talked about this before. BC basketball has been dead on arrival for about 10-plus years. You have to go back to about 2007, 2008 to, to find them being absolutely relevant, right? They... Not only were bad last year, but their bad team was gutted of anything that they had that was even remotely good. So Jay Heath, C.J. Felder, and uh, Rich Kelly are, are transfer out. Uh, Steph Mitchell leaves. So Boston College, you know, basketball. Earl Grant inherits a mess. He fixes it with a bunch of under recruited guys and guys that you know from the transfer portal or freshmen and. He, he put pieces together a few of the guys that stay around, like Kai Ashton-Langford, uh, Damara Langford, and um, James Carnick. So you see that you have two programs in different shapes, and then they both f- fill them differently. Like I was just saying, it's kind of the blue-collar guys for, for Earl Grant and Jeff Halfley— I mean, he goes out, he gets Jaden Woodby, a blue blue chipper. He gets Phil Jakovic, a blue chipper. He gets some, you know, solid guys on, on the line and then recruits really well. So both guys start their first two years. And if you were to just look at pure records, right, you would say, okay, easily, Jeff Halfley is better than, than Earl Grant. But dive deeper. I'm asking you to dive deeper into what they have done. Who has a better win uh, in terms of a marquee win in their first year? first two years even, it's it's not even close. It's Earl Grant. Earl Grant's got two of them. He's got Notre Dame, a team that's easily going to the NCAA tournament and could still beat win the ACC. They, he beat them, win, and then he just beat Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. Another huge win. Another big-time team, a borderline top 25 team. Two huge wins for Earl Grant. If you look at their ACC records, I mean, honestly – the first year was good, but last year, in, in year number two, Jeff Halfley's ACC record isn't that far off in year two than what Earl Grant's was in year one. So you got to give a little bit of an edge there to Earl Grant. You see where the programs are now. Earl uh, Jeff Halfley took over a program that was 6-6. Six and six. What were they last year? 6-6. Six and six. Earl Grant took over a basketball program that won one ACC game last year. I know it was a shortened season, but they were really, really bad last year. And look at them now. He's now accomplished eight ACC wins and two ACC tournament wins. He He's already tied what Jim Christian has done. So he's elevated the program more than what I mean, we, I love Jeff Halfley. You know that. I'm, I'm a Jeff Halfley stan here. He hasn't where the program is, Earl Grant has taken that program a giant, a much bigger step than what Jeff Halfley has done. And that's not a knock on Halfley. It's just telling you what Earl Grant has done. And that is a credit to Grant. You look at the recruiting. And yes, Jim Christian brought some four stars in here and there, but Jarvis Hamilton was a, 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 he flamed out. And then you had a bunch of guys transfer. You have next year the 25th ranked class. In college basketball again and college basketball if you, obviously you guys follow it there's 350 teams in division one basketball bc's 25th in their class of 2022 jeff halfley's recruiting class in out of 200 topped out about 40 again another notch to grant. So I'm not saying right now that Earl Grant is a better coach or he's going to do more. I'm just saying where they are at right now. Earl Grant has done more for Boston College in his program than Jeff Halfley has. It's plain and simple. That's what it is. And you can argue with me about it, but that's where I see it. I see at the end of year one, Earl Grant has done more to elevate basketball than Jeff Halfley has done for football. And that's my bottom line right there because A.J. said so. No, I'm not so-called Steve Austin. But that's my thoughts. So what do you think? Do you think Jeff Halfley's done more? And you can always just look at records. Some people were on Twitter yelling at me about records and that they're not in the tournament and whatnot. That's great, but that's not in context to what's going on with this team. And watch what Grant can do when he gets more players in, when he has that practice facility. I'm telling you – a lot of a lot of basketball writers that I know, and basketball fans that I know, or, or bloggers, or guys on the Locked On Network, think that BC hit an absolute home run with Earl Grant, and I kind of believe him. I agree with them. Excuse me. So in a moment, we're going to go over some news, including the the end of all the COVID vaccination rules and and regulations for all of that at Boston College. Now March Madness is only. One week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for a chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's that time of the year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Lockdown Boston College. We've been talking basketball all day and. I, hey, I'm all about this. This has been a fun week for BC Basketball. And I want to... I I've was i been going over kind of the things that in my notes of who I talked about. And I want to think uh, one of the biggest stories that comes out of this basketball game is the play of the, the Langford brothers. And I'm so happy to see Makai Ashton Langford really succeed because... You know, this is a kid that came to Providence College a couple years ago. As, way more than a couple years ago. He was a four-star recruit. You know, a can't-miss local prospect. And he he struggles at Providence. You know, Ed Cooley benches him. He ends up transferring. He comes to Boston College, and in my brain when he starts playing, all I can think is Eli Carter, where he's just he's just not finding his role in BC's offense. Under, under Jim Christian, he struggles again for two straight years. He's just not... You know, a a player that you had a lot of faith in. He just was, you know, it seemed like for him, you know, he's a fast, aggressive player. He would just cut, 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 and then, you know, get, you know, either turn the ball over or take bad shots or get called for offensive fouls. It just seemed like that kind of stuff was going on a lot when Jim Christian was there. Now, enter Earl Grant and... Makai Ashton Langford has a good season. You know he has his moments. You know he had that twenty-four point game against, um, I think it was Notre Dame. He had a big game there. You know he's had his moments, but as the year has gone on, he's become more and more confident. And as he's played, you've seen Makai become that four-star recruit, that blue chipper, that can't-miss recruit. You see it now as he has figured out his role in that offense. His he's much more he's confident in his defense. He's running the, he's running, you know, he's a a force in terms of a a senior on that on that team. And it is so great to see him do that. Um because you know, it's you want to see a kid that comes out with all that hype become something. And to see him, you know, possibly like, you know, leave BC with just like three or four really bad years, it's depressing. Because you'd hope that he leaves Providence and finds something, and he hadn't, and now he has. And yeah, he's not going to probably make the the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's still a losing season, but there's so much promise there. And then when I hear the, the announcers say that he could come back... Maybe he's going to get his big year next year, his like really like his crowning moment for all the toiling he's done and all the hard work and sticking with Earl Grant and playing with his brother and having his dad in the audience and doing all that stuff. Maybe next year, Makai Ashton Langford, he becomes like this, you know, one of the big names in the ACC. And that would be so great. It's a great story to follow. And I'm just happy to see him and his brother play well because I I could talk about Demar and I'll do I'll talk about him later. Um, but Demar is is, is a lot of fun too. But just to wrap up, that you know, in terms of sports around around the network, I am exhausted, so I am not staying up to watch BC men's hockey. I'm just gonna put that right out there right now. They have already blown a three-one lead against UNH and they're in overtime right now. So I don't know how that game's gonna end, but I'm not. You know, most people who listen to this. Don't give, you know, there's not a huge um, market for the hockey team right now. I'm just saying that, put that right out there. I can see what you guys listen to and whatnot, but we'll find out. And I'll talk more about that tomorrow. But the bigger thing that the big news piece that came out on Wednesday is about you guys for the fans. So, as we've seen across the nation, especially in Massachusetts, a lot of the COVID. Uh, rules and regulations have, have started to to dissipate. Boston just removed their indoor vaccination policy, like you had to be vaccinated. They removed their masking policy because all the numbers are dropping so much. Uh, it makes sense. Well, Boston College jumped in on that, and now for fans, you don't have to bring your your vaccination card anymore. You don't have to wear a mask inside, and that's great for those that want to go to games now. That want to go, I'm sure for that UNH game that happened last night. You didn't have to. Do, you didn't have to wear a mask, and that is fantastic. So, um, hopefully, we're getting on the other end of this COVID thing so that we can, you know, get back to just normal stuff. Because it was great. I mean, I remember going to those football games in the fall and not having to wear a mask, and everyone's out having fun. But then it felt like, you know, obviously we had the ECU bowl game get canceled because of COVID. We had a whole bunch of basketball games get canceled because of COVID. We had players miss games, like quit and post, miss games because of COVID. Hopefully, hopefully, cross your fingers that all that kind of stuff is over because it would, it, would, it still felt like twenty twenty all over again. But you know, it is what it is. But you know, now you guys can go to games and and enjoy them indoors. So that is also a positive sign. On tomorrow's show, we are going to recap the Miami game them. Cross your fingers. It'll be another win. And we'll get into everything else, including that hockey game. We'll give you the results of that. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow us at Locked On BC on Twitter. Make sure to find us on YouTube as well. Go to Lockdown Boston College. Hit that subscribe button. I saw a whole bunch of you did that yesterday. Thank you so much. Um, it does help us a lot. And make sure to tell family and friends about Lockdown BC. If you have family that's getting into the basketball gate team, um talk to, let them know about let them know about our show we're the only Boston college podcast that does this every single day i think you'll enjoy it take care everyone and we'll see you all again soon